this I don't I feel I don't know. I've never pooped your snoot. I don't know if that's safe. Pooped your snoot? Pooped your snoot. What the fuck? <laughs> now that I know that she's never heard snoot pooped. I do that to Stella because she's three. <laughs> well, I've never said that. Now I now I know the term for it. The more you know. The more you know. The less you know. No, that's <laughs> no, that's not how it goes. The more you know, the, the more, more you, you know. know. Okay. And the more you realize Don't that you know nothing. So what, yeah, that's yeah, what I meant. Yeah. It's yeah. We're all right. And, and also wrong. wrong. God. The right amount of wrong. The dichotomy of it all. Should we start? Yeah. I'm waiting on you. Dear Abby Normals. Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things. The podcast. I'm Macy. I'm Naomi. And I'm Sarah. And we're three anxious counselors who like to talk about deeply disturbing things. Yay. Welcome. Let's do it. You're first. I am. I'm excited. You're the firstest. I got one of those. So I'm on a bunch of why? Actually, that's I like being second because everything from that point on is okay because I've had so much wine. I can blame it on the wine. First, it's just it's obvious. So um you being counselors, we get a lot of emails, pinky out, um wellness things, tips and things from different various newsletters that get attached to things to our emails over time. Yeah. Do you? Do you? I do. I don't. Mm. <laughs> I try yeah, to stay you detached. do. I try to stay detached. I do. You do. Anyways, that was just my segue. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, I got an email. I'm trying to don't look firm grasping at it. On my inbox. That's all I have to say. Keep your eyes on your own paper. Okay. Okay. So I got an email that said fascinating facts about sleep. And that's how this start as it often does as it often does and it started somewhere and then it went somewhere else but it started with about 35 percent of american adults get less than seven hours of sleep at night which from this from the cdc and that's not enough according to cdc um aldous huxley uh, a british writer back in doors of perception yeah, he died in 1963. He said that we are not much sicker and much madder than we are. And this is due exclusively to that most blessed and blessing of all natural graces, sleep. Did you know the band The Doors were named after the title to that book? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The more you know. I know everything related to acid. <laughs> so I, I really like the way that he put that because he died too before, you know, internet and social media and all these things that keep us awake all the time and uh my own thoughts yeah sure yeah sure Keep me away. Let's count. Mm-hmm. okay so that then led me to <laughs> don't look i'm just trying to gosh i'm gonna have to feel back how up to and... be more conversational with you but also be in the video it's like not the most natural pose maybe we do like a Stop triangle up. Now i look like i have nope. a giant head again <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, if you could get right up here in the camera. Do that here, guys. Okay. But then you have little head. I, I'm fine with it. Okay. It's because really it's the big heads that are the problem. It's all brains, baby. Yeah. Okay. So then I was like looking at random things. So I'm like, sleep. That's an interesting thing. We've had sleep as different like sleep paralysis type things. CIA sleep studies. Sleep studies. Right. So then I'm like, okay, what about like sleep deprivation? 
because obviously they're saying that we're not getting enough. It's one of my pillars. Sleep. I love sleep. I love being unconscious. If, I, if I'm tired, so that ruins my entire day. Me too. I, I need to be function at all. So that led me <laughs> to Randy Gardner. Hmm. Do you know this Randy Gardner? I don't. He's from San Diego, California. It's a big state. We haven't run into right. each other. <laughs> so, well, he was born in 1946. <laughs> he set the record for the longest amount of time a human has gone without sleep. Oh, I'm going to guess we ran in different circles. Maybe. <laughs> well, you were probably sleeping. <laughs> so in December 1963, um, 17, so he's 17-year-old, he was 17, uh, he stayed awake for 11 days and 24 minutes heard about this yeah so he broke it was like the longest right he the broke record. the previous record yeah. of 260 hours held by tom rounds now there are people who say that they have broken it since however his is the most well documented because um, people were, were tracked were people actually watching him right yeah it was observed and tracked like the whole time where other people have done like recordings of themselves and more recent things which again there's just like that like if it's just you, how valid and reliable is that? So, how long have you stayed awake in a row? What's your record? Like, probably not even a whole night. What? Really? Really? You haven't partied all night? How do you into the dawn? I didn't think there's so the much pulling an all nighter. Like, you have to pull an all nighter. I you? study. I procrastinate. Oh. Which makes it more likely that you would have to pull an all-nighter. No, 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 no. I the problem with me is that I do just as well procrastinating as if I were to study in advance, which has created a very bad habit for me over time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is it's reinforced that it works, and I do just fine yeah, anyways. Sure. So I don't have to do the all-nighter. But you haven't had the beauty of unless it's math, and I will fail that having exam. fun all night. And watching the sunrise, it's like no, I like a beautiful sleeping. spiritual experience. Times, but not often. It's fucking beautiful, man. I can remember on at, probably at least 20 times in my life, I will crawl into bed and say, oh, this is my favorite time of the day. It's getting ready to sleep. I love it. It's my favorite. I like sleeping in the morning. And that's a problem. Like I want to sleep in most mm. days and that's bad see i don't do that too much i'm a, i'm yeah. a fairly okay i'm not a morning person mm-hmm. but i'm okay with getting up if i have to as long as it's 6 30 on earlier than that then then mm-hmm. that's a different game mm-hmm. when do you get up um my goal is six because then i can get a full hour workout in mm-hmm. um sometimes i push that to six fifteen. yeah sometimes that's i push mine still. to seven yeah, I wake up at eight, and that feels really early wow. and hard. Like yeah. I wake up, that's interesting. Just like I just want to keep falling back asleep. Oh yeah, you're waking up in your, your deep sleep. Yeah, gotta find your cycle. If I can work out between six thirty and seven thirty, solid hour, then that's like my like norm. That's good. I couldn't imagine working out in the morning though. I'm like a I'm a like two p.m workouter Ooh, no. I'm an God, no. Oh no I could do I could do evenings like a six or a seven o'clock would feel nice to me I have to capitalize on my energy in the morning because after work I gotta like make dinner and like it's all that stuff and then I'm just like done yeah yeah 
but I've been waking up the last few nights at three in the morning, like, like hmm. on the dot, which is, isn't that weird? Yeah. I do that sometimes where it's like two 35. Why am I awake every night at, at that moment? Yeah. yeah. And I'm usually a good sleeper, but the past two nights I'm like, what is this? I need a break this cycle. Nothing know. about what we talked about today. I answer those questions. Okay. Just so you know. Sorry. I'm not seeking Sorry. answers. So Gardner's record attempt was attended by Stanford sleep researcher, Dr. William DeMint, while his health was monitored by Lieutenant Commander John Ross. So there's obviously multiple logs going on. Um, his classmates as well kept two additional logs of what was happening and accounts of Gardner's sleep deprivation experience and medical response became widely known among the sleep research community. So it has been claimed that Gardner's experiment demonstrated that extreme sleep deprivation has little effect other than the mood changes associated with tiredness. So he really wanted to show that you could have more sleep deprivation and have it not have like these big impact that they were really kind of pushing mm -hmm. at the time. Huh. Um, so researcher William DeMent he stated that on the 10th day of the experiment, Gardner had been, among other things, able to beat demented pinball. However, Lieutenant Commander John Ross, who monitored his health, reported serious cognitive and behavioral changes. Can I digress? Of, of course. I'll drink. I watched yesterday the movie Licorice Pizza. And they, like a brief little tiny little plot point in there involved something I never knew about in Los Angeles County. And I think New York city also pinball was illegal for a really long time. Really, In LA, it was illegal from 1939 to 1974. Why? Yeah, Why? It was considered gambling. I was going to say gambling. That's interesting. But all that is a long stretch of time. Mm -hmm. okay, back, you, when, I, when I was in Hawaii, I was surprised like gambling is not legal there. There's no like casinos in Hawaii. They don't, it was never legalized. All right. Anyways. Um, so although he was able to do like functional things, the health report side was showing impact. Yeah, like how is it feeling? Right, right. So moodiness, problems with concentration and short-term memory, paranoia, and hallucinations. I will definitely get snappy. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> I got to just check myself before I wreck myself. On the 11th day, when he was asked to subtract seven repeatedly, starting with 100, first of all, I probably couldn't do this on eight hours. I couldn't do it right now. He stopped at 65. When asked why he stopped, he said he forgot what he was doing. Oh, relatable. <laughs> so to me, mine would be like, because I'm counting in my head and I got tired of counting in yeah, my this head. Is boring. I'd be like, this is not fun. <laughs> this is taking way longer and I'm highly embarrassed. Um, but he just he like forgot. actually legitimately forgot what he was doing. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So his brain just stopped. Mm -hmm. On his final day, Gardner presided over a press conference where he appeared to be in excellent health. He said, I wanted to prove that bad things didn't happen if you went without sleep. He said, I thought I can break the record and I don't think it would be a negative experience. So Gardner's sleep recovery was observed by sleep researchers who noted changes in sleep structure due to post deprivation recovery. So after completing his record, he slept for 14 hours and 46 minutes and woke naturally at 8.40 p.m. and stayed awake until about 7.30 p.m. the next day. When he slept an additional then 10 and a half hours. 
Gardner appeared to have fully recovered from his loss of sleep with follow-up sleep regard, uh, recordings taken one, six, and 10 weeks after the fact with no long-term differences. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. He did report, though, experiencing serious insomnia decades after the sleep experiment. So that, that was that might not be related. Right. Yeah. I can usually, like, get back on track and recover after, like, one good nap. Mm-hmm. And I'm golden. Well, and that's, kind of, I think, the fascinating thing about our brains, right? Like, there's, like, the circadian rhythm eventually will get synced back up. It just, it's, like, course correcting you're driving and i get a lot of value out of micro sleeps oh like power naps no when you're like micro sleeps which like when you like doze and you go that happened to me i might sleep intentionally all the time it's kind of like micro dosing but sleep Mm -hmm. (laughs) i've heard it gives you like a full reset it gives you a full reset yeah checked out and back and then yeah yeah but i was more awake because i was driving to san diego Mm-hmm. And it was this one stretch of the freeway that would make me get extra sleepy for some reason from like LA mm-hmm. to uh, San Diego. And so then I started pulling over when I would get tired because and just sleep in the car and take a like, mm-hmm. power nap. Yeah. I had that um, happen driving to my mom's house. Terrified. But it's interesting. It was when I was like working a ton and really stressed. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember it would kind of correlated when my eye would twitch from stress mm-hmm. yeah, it was from that too. same time and then I get the micro sleep thing while driving I don't really get that that much now but my mm-hmm. I think my like I'm stressed but it's kind of a different kind of stress than I used to mm-hmm. be under mm-hmm. I can do more about my stress now yeah you have more tools at all right I'm like a super happy person I just you just unscrewed a knot cap. This is why I'm so happy. Is there sarc- I can't tell if there's sarcasm happening or no. I am really happy. I mean, when have you? I talk to you and I'm like really upset. It's, hard, it's hardly ever. I talk yeah. to you and you get upset, but hardly ever. I mean, when we talk, oh. it's not upset. Yeah, it's not upset. No, it's. I think you have good bouts of venting on occasion. Yeah, but I'm venting. not really like upset. No, no overall, like, happy. no, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, is you're overall stage I'm of life. super happy most of the time. That's good. Yeah, things are great. Is the secret yoga morning yoga? As well, yeah, it is. Tap into that Me morning too. yoga. Yeah. It's the fucking magic. We should like dedicate to it for a week and like see. see. Let's do a study. Let's let's, let's rate our happiness. On okay, it. we got to okay. rate our happiness level. Okay. I mean, at work, everybody is always so reactional and like stressy and like it, I feel it. I feel it because I'm so not that. Pull it in. I no, I don't. But I can I can feel it because it's so different than my state. And everybody's always commenting on how like you are level very and how. You know, I'm positive, and it's like, yeah, because I fucking do yoga in the morning. What do you do? I, however, I worked with someone way long time ago, and she was the owner of the place I worked, and she always did yoga. And she would come in though, and any time she was a also a tyrant, and she's not doing it. No, no one you know, but she no, she'd be a tyrant, and then she'd be like, ah. 
I'm, I just, I, I skipped my yoga today. And she would say oh. it would be because of that. And I'm like, you're kind of also just a mean person in mm-hmm. general. Here's the thing. If she's doing yoga, yoga right, there. it's not going to be like, you need to dose it every day to keep it going. Like, right. it's like, it's going to be more like antidepressants where hmm. you build up the system, right, 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 you build right. it up in your it's system and it sustains. Right. Yeah. But that's it's not going to be like a PRN. I just remember hating hearing that. It made me have this like distaste of like, Oh, yoga is the only thing that makes you be nice to us. Like mm-hmm. maybe you're just. I think we need to just review the the genius of what I just said because I'm reliving it in my mind. I think that was really smart. Yeah. About yoga isn't works like an antidepressant, uh-huh. not like a PRN. Yeah, it's not quick fix. Do you know my? Genius? You got to sustain the practice. Genius mm-hmm. yoga statement. Okay, so when you are. Hearts are fine. No, when you do yoga and at the end <laughs> and you like lay there. When you do that, it's like when you cook a steak and you have to let it rest for 10 minutes after. So all the blood can like go in throughout all the meat and settle and rest. It's true. That's the thing. As a plant-based person. I know. I'm just seeing like meat bodies. I know. And we're letting it's the blood good... kind of recirculate around yeah. the body and even out. Yeah. And that's why you don't cut into the steak until then. Because you need it to like settle. Did you hear this? That was a good one. And oh, it's made oh, it oh, to oh, like a cauliflower <laughs> casserole. <laughs> yeah. uh, that needs to rest. I've thought um, about it before, and I'm like, I don't know who to make this reference to without sounding like I'm considering human meat. Which as, we've talked about. I know. I'm gonna eat you one day. It's just gonna <laughs> happen. Okay. So sleep deprivation um, is a condition yeah. that occurs. You need to watch season two of Yellow Jackets, and then we'll talk. I'll work on it. Okay. <laughs> you did put the the caution statement on the podcast. No, so. no we don't need to say it anymore because it's in it's the on thing. there. Right. We're covered. Right. Um. And really, if I eat you, that's your problem and my problem a little bit indigestion maybe we'll see whose problem it is sleep deprivation deprivation so this could be sleeping at the wrong time of day you don't sleep well or get all types of different sleep that your body needs so it's like the deep sleep and you need light sleep too i mean you need REM sleep for dreaming all that stuff so it all matters um or if you have a specific sleep disorder um so one in three adults in the u.s report not getting enough sleep every day Nearly 40% of adults report falling asleep during the day without meaning to at least once a month. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. I don't think I fall asleep without meaning to ever, I but I sleep well at night usually. Mm-hmm. Like, do you? I have, but not anytime recently. That was just an interesting thing. Probably the last thing time was about. like, I had like 20. 06. Mm. That is <laughs> very aware when I'm falling asleep or tired. So yeah, I don't just fall asleep. like when you don't mean to. Like I watching a movie, like, like, watching one time. That could be something like I could see something like I fell while. asleep and watching a movie. But I've seen people straight out go unconscious in a movie theater. And I'm like, how do you do that? Oh, I did like, that on a date once. <laughs> it was the one and only date. <laughs> Why would you? Why would you take me to memoirs of a fucking geisha on a first date? I was like, I hate every this everything is so I hate everything. I mean I hate it all. And you were just gonna check out. And I just woke up to the credits and I was trying to play it off like I'd watched the like whole thing. I'm like, oh my god, I love that. 
That was so great. Thanks for snoring. assuming I'd like this movie. Um, okay, so sleep deficiency can <laughs> also... Oh, I took it that way immediately. Sorry. You know, I'm like wondering. Oh, I thought that was kind of one of the reasons. No, I was just it. like, it was a boring fucking movie. Um, I've read the book and I couldn't finish the book. So <laughs> I, that's, I took it that way. And then I was like, but did he do that because you're Asian? <laughs> I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. God, I'm rethinking everything. Um. Okay. Sorry. So symptoms are different between kids and adults. Children who are sleep deficient actually may appear overly active and have problems mm. paying attention. So it may yeah. appear like overactivity. Well, yeah. And have you ever seen have... an overtired kid? Right. They look like a... They're freaking strung out. They're fighting sleep. Okay. Isn't that interesting? A kid fighting sleep? Oh. It's just you just got to separate them from all the stimulation and throw them in a warm bath. It's the only solution. It is linked to chronic health problems like heart disease, kidney disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, stroke, obesity, and depression. You know, so there's those things. And I wanted to point out that it has played a role in human mistakes linked to tragic accidents, such as nuclear reactor meltdowns, grounding of large ships, and plane crashes. Oh, yeah. So I'm just going to go over just a few of these. Not in That's why they detail. say on medications, do not operate heavy machinery on certain pills. Because mm-hmm. sleep will mess drowsy. you up. Well, the, they said driving tired is worse than driving right. drunk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, so... Some of the most catastrophic events in recent history have been partially or totally attributed to errors by fatigue um, that the operators and managers report. So here are five of these. One, the Challenger explosion. Oh, shit. Did you know that? No. I didn't know that. So I was traumatized by that. All seven crew members were killed. I wasn't even directly involved. But for the teacher. Yeah. We were watching it live in middle school. And then it was like everything went wrong. So fast. So it broke apart due to a structural failure experience at launch, but how sleep was involved. The official report on the Challenger accident by the Presidential Commission reviewed multiple factors. Interviews were conducted that revealed that because of the launch scrub on January 27th, certain key managers obtained only minimal sleep the night before the Mm -hmm. teleconference or had arisen so early in the morning that they had been awake on and duty for extended periods. Additionally, the report cites that early morning shift work and time pressure were faced by engineers and managers, and subsequent sleep loss directly contributed to poor judgment. Mm. So that's in the actual official Presidential Commission report. Mm. You're not thinking clearly. Number two. The Exxon Valdez spill. Oh, I just remember images Exxon of all spill. those yeah. birds soaked oil in oil. Spill. Yeah. So this was in Alaska. Was that like 1990? It was on its way to California. It was in 1989. Wow. Look how close I was. You're good with dates. You well, I remember internet. where I was at that time in my life. It was like pre-internet, but mm-hmm. I remember I was I was still like seeing those images somehow even though i didn't really have a tv so it was out there right 10.8 million gallon gallons of oil went into the coastline about 2 billion spent on cleanup 
to sleep involved. The tanker's crew had been working around the clock and reported very little sleep within the prior 16 hours. In fact, given their sleep deprivation, none of the crew could take a bridge watch legally when the accident occurred. The third mate who was manning the tanker's controls at the time of the accident had only been able to take a, quote, cat nap for a couple hours. That's why pilots and truckers have to... They have so many hours that there's they, limits now. Yeah, there's limits that they have to like log before they are right, allowed to go again. That didn't used to be the case. And for these truckers used to pop those speed pills and just drive across the fucking right, country. Right. And the thing is, is like your brain, you don't know when your brain's off switches. So mm-hmm. like those will work until they don't. Mm-hmm. And you don't know when they stop. Mm-hmm. Number three, American Airlines flight 1420 crash. This was in 1999. Um, Little Rock National Airport in Arkansas. So as it was landing during inclement weather, uh, they overran the end of the runway and crashed into the airport. Ten passengers were killed, hundred were injured. Uh, sleep was involved. They cited, quote, impaired performance resulting from fatigue, along with inclement weather, contributed to the crash. Both the captain and first officer were deemed more error prone at the time of the accident as they had been awake and worked for 16 hours prior. There was the Metro North train crash. This was in the Bronx in New York in 2013. Mm -hmm. Um, Four fatalities, 61 injuries. In the investigation, the train conductor was found to have failed to stop the train due to fatigue from undiagnosed severe obstructive sleep apnea. Hmm. The official report mentioned the conductor having multiple OSA risk factors. Obstructive? Yeah, including obesity, snoring, complaints of fatigue, and excessive daytime sleepiness. I've heard you have to go through medical exams mm-hmm. to do those kind of jobs also to make sure that you don't have these health problems that will mm-hmm. right. you Seems operating. important. Right. Yeah. They also said that he recently switched from working night shifts to early mornings. So yeah. so they that's a whole other thing I hadn't thought about was it's not just about how much you sleep, but if you change mm-hmm. shifts, going to graveyard or something. Yeah, like, like your circadian mm-hmm. rhythm doesn't just shift overnight. Mm-hmm. So that can really impact. Have you guys ever worked a graveyard? Shift yes, before? I have. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of and it was not for me. I had to immediately not do that. I enjoyed it because it was in a group home. So I, I didn't want to do it continuously, but yeah. that one time I covered. It was interesting. I worked in a group home. So I was like, I cleaned. I just like helped prep the morning people's stuff. Like, you know, the people. Right. They were asleep the whole time. And then as they woke up, I was pieced out at 6 a.m. And bye. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have a life in the day, it works. But if you have like kids to take care of, it doesn't work. And I just covered. I preferred the, um, I actually like the six to two shift. I would rather be there early in the morning, get off at two and have part of my day left. Mm. Didn't like two to 10. That was, I didn't like that part. Cause then you just anticipate it the whole day. Yeah. It's not for me. Mm. Mm. Afternoon, evening shifts. No, I mean, I want to bang it out early, be done yeah. have my day. Yeah. The Hoboken train crash in New Jersey. This was in 2016. So it failed to stop and collided with the terminal wall at 21 miles an hour. One person died, 114 injuries. They denote the probable cause was conductor's failure to apply the brakes due to fatigue from under undiagnosed OSA again. Leading up to this accident, the Federal Railroad Administration and New Jersey Transit had inadequate screening in place for OSA, 
and other fatigue causing sleep disorders. Mm -hmm. um, they've had preventative measures since this uh, in 2013. Um, and this conductor actually even returned to his job in 2019 under conditions that he has treatment for it. Hmm. That's lenient wow. <laughs> to give him a second chance. I mean, after to, killing. to me, like if I start a job, it's your job to let me know what I need to do my job okay. well. So if, if there are dangers with certain medical conditions, that should be like, I should know that because how am I supposed to know as a, a lay person? Sure. That's what about, it about. makes me think of like um, surgeons or other mm -hmm. high stress jobs where you're in charge of people's lives. Oh, of. can you imagine if a surgeon just falls asleep in the middle of a like, They're just not procedure. And they like, leave stuff in people. That's a whole nother topic. Oh, they yeah. do are removing the wrong thing. That's why you got to always write in Sharpie, not this arm, mm -hmm. not this kidney. Or I would, I mean, but we, what we know about negatives is they're more likely to do it. So you just say this one. Yeah. After my C-section, they, can I scooch back? They, um, yeah, they Thanks. sewed me oh. up or whatever, oh. stitched me up, stitches, I think stitches, staples, I don't know, stitches. Anyways, um, they x-rayed me afterwards to make sure they didn't leave anything inside of me. Oh, good. Because they were... They, it was such a because I've thing. heard so much about like a, a dirty rag being in there or like so a fucking scissor. I have seen, yeah. I have seen before, and I was in this was here in Spokane, like an X-ray of the shoulder, and and they didn't say anything to the person until they showed them the X-ray, and I'm like, what's that? And there was a screw just kind of floating away mm -hmm. from where the stuff was, mm -hmm. and they were like. That one broke off and we couldn't get into it. We'd have to open up a whole new area to get oh, it. Yeah. Sorry. And that was kind of, and it was like, but why didn't you say that from the get-go? Hey, by the way, you have a free floating screw in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry. When, one of my sons, yeah, I can't remember sorry. which son. Sorry, sons. I'm mixing you up right now. But when <laughs> one of them that. got their wisdom tooth out, the orthodontist, told me after that like they had to end up doing an extra thing and because they found like an extra tooth up there they weren't expecting mm. but they lost it during the procedure and couldn't recover it so it's somehow oh, so where it's up In there somewhere yeah <sighs> sorry like, like yeah oh, like it's... okay like what we just go home like all right bye is that going to be like an infection? Like, I mean, threat? thank you for telling me, but like, yeah. what do we do with this information? My dad was traumatized by having his tonsils taken out because, and that, I think that's why, because I had horrible sore throats, still do my whole life. He tried to actually get them to take them out, and they said that's like an outdated thing now. Oh, yeah, mom had hers out because of sore throats too. Right. So he went under and he said he woke up. And the doctor that came in, he wasn't the one that had done it. He goes, oh, what a monkey coming in and do this. And my, and they had like shredded my dad's throat. And there was like hanging, like Ooh. stuff. That they, yeah. Like they, it was like horribly done. Horribly. Must have been sleep deprived. Mm. Must have been sleep deprivation. Get your seven to eight hours. Even the mm. folks that I think that operate okay on less it's, I think it's about consistency. Mm -hmm. Right. Routine. Yep. Micro naps. Well, I okay. think switching though back oh. and forth. I think we do it at the end. Do we end. do it between at or the, the whole thing at the end? Okay. 
I think even <laughs> switching back and forth, like if you're switching from night shifts to day shifts every week, that is very, very difficult yeah, on people's yeah, physical, emotional, cognitive health. But take care of your sleep. It matters. If you get poor sleep, it can impact your mental health, your physical health. But if that's your job, I mean, I don't know. You need nice. Hopefully they pay you enough. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to talk about a local murder. <gasps> a ghast. You what? Did you do it? No, that, I did you do it? Was this a confession happening live? No, I just, I was kind of like a secondhand witness to a, it wasn't a murder, but it was a, someone got killed in front of our mm. grocery store. Recently? Recently. Oh. I was there with the, I like pulled into the grocery store parking lot and they had it all taped off and like crime scene and police. And I was like, something really bad happened. This is my grocery store I go to all the time. And then I saw like a bloody shirt on the floor and I'm like, oh, someone either got shot or stabbed or hit, but it was really yeah bad. So then later on, I drove back by and all the tape was gone and they had all these um, orange circles um, drawn out over the whole road and there was not even joking it was like a blood stain where it looks like they just hosed it off and didn't even like clean the area properly they were just like oh, let's clean this up mm-hmm. like hose it down and it was you could still see the blood so I looked it up um online and somebody had gotten hit and then drat like oh I them. saw that in the news yes I saw the before. In the shopping store. Was this in Liberty Lake? Yes. Yeah, in the parking lot, like a Safeway or something. Yes. Yeah. That's my store. And I saw which one you're talking about. Right after it happened. And then later on when I drove back by, I saw like the scene, like we tried to clean it up, but it was You didn't like the news coverage of it because they were like really trying to say the driver had nothing to do with it right away. But he yeah. drug him. Like with her. the car. Yeah, her? it was a her. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know, like, ages of driver. No, they didn't release any of that. But yeah. the, just the wording of it made me feel like right away they were blaming the victim. Right. That's one of my that. biggest yeah. fears in the Costco parking lot because there's so yeah. much happening yeah. at one time. Like there's a lot always happening in, in a Costco. Costco I know. I'm like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen there. I already yeah. used the last of it. Oh, you got three drips. I'm impressed. Three drips. <laughs> so this is a local case. And the reason I'm covering it is because new information just came to light mm. just in February, two months ago. And so um, the police are releasing the information again because they're really seeking information about this. It's an unsolved cold case that's almost 40 years old. Jeez. So right. somebody that's listening, you might have some information that can help solve this. So Spokane police and the Spokane medical examiner's offices recently identified a body that had been unidentified for almost 40 years. Mm. So this is a cold case dating back to 1984. For almost 40 years, they didn't know who the person was. So she was called Millie. And that name was... Yeah, I'm like, who gets to name her? Well, it was named by the the fifth grade daughter of a detective working on the case because she said that no one deserves to not have a name so for almost 40 years this body that was found was named millie 
Should this detective be sharing this information with his daughter? Or trauma. I mean, I don't <laughs> trauma. Know. Well, uh, a little later in my thing, but I'll, just, I'll bring it up now. They stayed in a hotel room together with the um, dead body, with part of the body, I think, when they were transporting it. So I think this daughter was just raised in it. It was probably like not a big deal. In September of 2021, the Spokane Police Department I mean, not a big deal. Like who <laughs> sent DNA samples to a company called Authram that specializes in working with degraded samples? And I looked up their website. So their whole thing is really trying to like they're going to dive into these tough cases where we're trying to identify somebody. They can work with like really tough samples and they're providing a lot of closure to some of these cases. That's good. So the samples that they were given in 2021 were from Millie's torso that was buried in our local cemetery up on the north side. And I thought that was really interesting. Hmm. I would like to go there and see, like I was curious, like what does the headstone say? You know, is is it going to say Millie? Is it going to say Jane Doe? Like, what's it going to say? Right. I have a really dark, awful thought that just popped into my mind. That's what I love about you is you seem so innocent, but you're dark, uh, you're twisted, you're dark mean, and beautiful. What a great place to hide a body in a cemetery! Like, oh my god! Right. I, mean, I just I'm reading I'm rereading this series of books because it's just a lovely place for me to live even though it's yeah. a fantasy place fiction mm -hmm. like i want to i want this world to be real and i want these people these characters real mm -hmm. but that's something that happened in that story is which book which story what, which one the uh thursday Maybe murder club it. series oh i know this okay so i i binged them all and I'm waiting for the fourth to be released. It won't be till this fall, so I'm reading them all again. But that's, you know, what happened in one of them. They buried a body in, in the cemetery in a grave. That's kind of smart, but I don't recommend Well, they got caught. But, we already okay. have the caveat. Yeah. Entertainment. Okay. If you want a cozy murder story, I highly recommend the Thursday Murder Club. I want it to be real. It's like one of those stories where you, like, don't want to leave right. the fantasy. When it ends, yeah, you're like, oh. No, that's what I'm reading them again. I'm like, I just need to spend more time here. Oh, <laughs> this is a complete random tangent for two seconds. I okay. found an old journal from way back that was like burner journal episode. Oh no. Yeah. And and then I ripped pages. Did you burn it? Yeah, no parts of it. <laughs> Gone forever. It's horrifying when you read it like like who am I? Years later, yeah, who was I? Why would I, I would love to say that back? Yeah, to read through and just be like, wow. I just that think was my yeah, my but like it's it's my I remember almost this mentality of I should be able to write whatever I want, but after we've talked so much yeah, about how things like, get used against you all people, the time, yeah, I've gone no. to prison for murder because of their journal writing, so right. their creative like, endeavors, yeah, like, like writing a lyric for a song. Mm -hmm. Like angsty mm -hmm. me in high school didn't shouldn't have wrote many things <laughs> that she did. It definitely doesn't need to be read after I'm gone one day by someone who has no context. Oh, I should burn mine too. Right, burn your journal. Okay. <laughs> what no, real I purpose did do they have? I've done a very thorough class. That's why she's so at peace. That's why I you're should so at peace. I'm, I'm burn it, it all. Go through my drawers. There's nothing. 
The only no thing evidence. that matters is the here and now. <laughs> yes. And so this company, Authorum, was able to create a DNA profile on Millie, giving a list of potential family members. And then detectives were able to track down a family member that was actually Millie's sister. Hmm. It was living in the Midwest and was able to confirm her real name. That's cool. So she provided DNA and is insisting with the investigation. So Millie has been confirmed as of like two months ago. This is very new. Ruth Bell Waymeyer, born in 1960. If her name would have been Millie. <laughs> then we knew that child was the murderer. <laughs> so police say she would have been 24 years old at the time of her death. And now that there's been this break in the case, the investigators are asking for any information people might have. So let's go over the case, shall we? Shall we? We shall. We, we shall. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we back will. in 1984, <laughs> Sorry. two young men were fishing by the TJ Minock Bridge mm -hmm. over by Spokane Falls. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, I know that one. And they discovered a woman's body in the Spokane River. She Not was, that uncommon, to be fair. But. She was missing her hands, her feet, and her head. Police say she was lightly dismembered by an axe, a hatchet, or a knife. And they noted at the time that it was extremely unusual in a murder case for a body to have been dismembered. The naked body had been in the water for several days and possibly weeks. So pinpointing this timeline is very different, difficult. Um, so the body was found June 20th, but it could have been there possibly weeks earlier. The difficulty was because the water temperature was 45 degrees. And at that cold temperature, bodies don't decompose, decompose as quickly. Hmm. So what did you say? It was axe or knife or what? Hatchet. What would you prefer? I feel like a knife... Would hurt. You mean as the murderer, or as the victim, as the victim. Well, I don't an axe. I so, feel like as long as they were good at using it. Yeah. Hopefully, after they were dead. Oh, I was they, assuming you're alive when that happens, but. Well, okay. So I used to kind of, I used to think that when people were chopping up bodies, they were extra sick in the head, and that was something weird and creepy they were doing, but after watching so many murder shows it's more of like a hiding it yeah they're just trying to like you know if you're taking off the fingerprints and trying to make it so people can't identify the that's body, exactly which actually it, ended yeah. up working for 40 years so yep that's exactly it so my next paragraph you're a prophet sir mm -hmm. due to the intensity Mother Shipton. Mother Shipton. of the efforts taken to prevent identification so the dismemberment, removing the possibility of dental identification with the teeth mm -hmm. in the head, fingerprint analysis, or facial identification, investigators theorized that Millie's killer was likely someone she knew mm -hmm. or who might be under suspicion for her murder if she was identified. 
They also theorized at the time that Millie's killer had killed before, hmm. since dismemberment is not typically considered part of a first murder. Right, mm-hmm. with the panic and... However, no other murders committed around Spokane at the time, let me not stop, call her Millie, around Mur- Ruth's murder showed similar enough methods to be considered correlated. Interesting. So they looked at identifying marks on the the torso that they found. So there were two small moles at the front of the neck, a faint scar over the right knee, a faint scar over the right kneecap, and a diagonal three and a half inch scar on the left arm. So these are things that somebody that knew her at the time when she was not identified might be able to come forward and make an identification. About a month after the body was discovered, a dog brought home the woman's decomposing left hand to a house on the Rimrock area. We talked about that. Near the bridge. About dogs bringing home body parts. So Rimrock is not that close to the bridge, I need to mention. Like that's... up a ways like you could walk but it's you're gonna want to bring water it's that kind of walk possibly a granola bar maybe a kind bar maybe a kind bar (laughs) so maybe some egg white bites so i'm thinking that the killer disposed of these things in different places buried them but this dog somehow dug it up the hand was del- sent to the FBI where they got fingerprints. But at this time, there was no national law enforcement database. Okay. So no identification was made. Then in 1998, so now we're like 15 years forward, a woman walking a dog discovered a human skull near the vacant lot at 7th Avenue and Sherman Street. That's yeah, Lower South yeah. Hill over here a bit. I don't know how I would react if I was walking around and just saw a human skull that was 15 years old with two vertebrae still attached to it. Where? And it was just sitting there? Yeah, just sitting there. So like how is it not covered up or I think it got revealed over time. Mm. I think it was covered up. Mm -hmm. I think the whoever killed Ruth had you know hands, feet, and a skull, and then buried them around. Mm -hmm. And then over time, you know, they they got revealed. So this area over there, I think, but I'm not positive, but isn't that Near where Robert Yates's house was, ish, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the spot had been like a neighborhood dumping site for years. So it was kind of like one of those spots where there wasn't a house, like there used to be um, right. some kind of structure, and then it wasn't anymore. So no other remains or evidence were found in that lot. Initially, it was thought to be another victim of Robert Yates, but um, they decided that wasn't the case. Which is interesting. 
because he was, the term is active at that time. I don't like that term. You know, I was just asked when I went to the doctor if I was sexually active and I did not like that question. <laughs> and I did not know how to respond. I'm like, what is the timeline? Do you mean today? Like how long <laughs> is the period of activity to count as active? Sexually active. Like today? Maybe not. Yesterday, maybe so. But like what do they mean? They like they don't say, like, is it back to you. Is it you're yeah, going mental, mental health screener, right? In the past two weeks, have we gone sexually active? Home. It wasn't that it was like, are you sexually active? I'm like yeah yeah i think but i mean like the last hour no like I, what are you looking for is I, something gonna happen in the parking lot in an hour maybe yeah like offering like i don't know what's happening right now it's a proposition i just yeah. it's too much i don't yeah thanks but no so it's the same thing with this like term active killer active I was like, what does that mean? Because he wasn't or was active? He was considered active. So uh, they were they serially active at that time. Yeah, why were they like, no, it's not him? I couldn't find any info on that. Maybe but, it didn't meet his MO because I think uh, he shot all his victims. Okay. So that's all I'm thinking. And then the okay. person maybe dumped him there being like, oh, they're just going to pin it on Robert. I don't think he did dismember it. That's the only thing I'm thinking. Hmm. Except for this one with this little white corvette at that time the case was assigned to detective i think it's pronounced Jeese. that's not how you pronounce it i'm sorry you can call and let us know and we'll correct it next time we don't hear from so you. detective Jeese took the skull he was traveling on a road trip with his daughter with his daughter to an anthropologist in Western Washington. <laughs> My dad so, did take me to the prison quite a few times. His daughter, <laughs> a fifth grader, was with him. They stayed at a motel. So they're in the motel with the skull, you know, all hanging out, the three of them. <laughs> and the little girl said, since we have another person in the room, we should name her. Let's call her Millie. That would freak mm -hmm. me out less if she had a name, probably, than just the skull. So for almost 40 years, it was called the Millie case until two months ago. Mm -hmm. It was two, only two months. Wow. To, yeah, this is, that's, this is a topical topic. To aid the anthropologist's work, the officials exhumed the body that um, 14 years later, and they extracted a tissue sample. So this is from the torso. And they determined that the body and the skull were a match and the information was you know put into all the databases that were available at the time and drawings of what um, we now know as Ruth what she may have looked like were posted at sites such as doenetwork.org which is where hundreds of unidentified men women and children are hmm. I have a question. So does that mean that our hands and feet are still out there somewhere? I don't know. That we made trip upon on a hike? The hand was found, right? Yeah, one hand was found. There's so there's one hand, hand and two, two feet. Great. Which you might find on yeah. your next walk. 
I walk a lot down by the river. <laughs> so hundreds of tips were followed up on. I mean, authorities were working this case. It's not Which is good. because of lack of effort or caring was that. She, sorry, was she white? She yeah, she was. Right. That she remained unidentified. It was just really tough. I mean, you know, we had a lack of national databases at that time. So there was no like one place mm -hmm. where law enforcement could enter things and where you could search. Mm -hmm. So information was very siloed around the country and technology just didn't exist. So that new company, Authorum now, mm -hmm. is able to really help with these tough, tough identification cases. It just makes me angry how many topics you've done specifically around like indigenous women and stuff who go missing and like the lack mm -hmm. of police follow. Uh, it's just done and over. There's been, a, I mean, this is a different topic, but a big step was made in our state with that. Just Good. like I saw it in the news yesterday, Good. actually. So, you know, you would just count on somebody reporting somebody missing and nobody reported mm -hmm. Ruth missing. Mm. Like, if I couldn't get a hold of one of you, I'd be like, something's up. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, you Macy, old, just I didn't respond after 24 oh, hours. Your old number. I really was. But yeah. you should be thankful because you could be dead. And now we'd be like I mean, reporting it. She was also talking to me on Facebook. So I don't know why she waited so long. But yeah. Yeah. Why did you hesitate, Sarah? Because I was thinking either remember that she was really busy. So I didn't want to like bother, like harass you. But, so you and I sent, I sent the message really late at night. So I was like, oh, she's probably trying to get to sleep. Don't do I'm, that though. Because if I am murdered, time is of the essence. 48 hours, they say. What time do you go to bed at night? Because that was really part of like up. I didn't 30. Want to... 10. I think it was around 10. I get in bed. bed at nine, but I would love to be asleep by 10. Here's the deal. So like, you don't respond to me like past if it's before 1030, I'm gonna keep harassing you. So what you do dead, yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's the deal too, is I'll probably be more responsive in an individual message mm -hmm. than I did. I did do that. I know, but I... you had the wrong number. Right. So you should have then asked the same question in the group message. But I knew she was probably asleep and I didn't want to be bothering her. But I might be dead. Okay. So from you now on, just be like, is Macy dead? <laughs> if that happens, my death is a priority. Macy is not responding. Could she possibly be dead? And then I'll start a search party. And I'll be like, nope. Okay. Or. I don't answer and then you go I don't know maybe and then you'll figure and it out and I'll be like let, let's <laughs> let's give it 24 hours let's give it 24 and then we're gonna go and then full search party I know where she lives I hope knowing of my past circumstances you don't go 24 hours like come to my house and at least give like a safety check like a wellness check something I'd give it till daylight yeah give yeah. it till daylight that's fine I'd stay up all night who knows what's Watch happening but fine <laughs> as I'm being tortured in some basement somewhere thanks I mean, I know that's what you have to keep in mind. Is my experience yeah. during the time that you're not responding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. I like we're always that. like trying to be considerate of not intruding. But if somebody is being tortured in a basement, like I, is a how many fingernails will I have left? Hmm, not many. All right. If you don't respond to me from here on out, I just I'm assume gonna... you're going to show up to my house. That's fine. <laughs> I'd rather that than have all my fingernails gone. We might need Cody as an emergency contact. 
Also. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, should yeah, give yeah. each other emergency yeah. contact numbers. Yeah, I'm down. Okay. <laughs> so part of this investigative team was the artists that like trying to do a portrayal yeah, of what they think somebody looks like based on a skull. That's very tough. Mm -hmm. So an artist, you know, talked back in 2007 that I may get a skull every year or two. The goal is to give enough information to create a resemblance to, but to avoid exaggerated details. Right, right. <laughs> so you don't want it to look like, like someone's hair. Right? Yeah. But, um, so the nose, I guess, is you you can't tell a nose mm -hmm. from a skull. Mm -hmm. So right. Um, you know, making a person's nose turn up or down or gives a totally different look. Yeah. So trying to give like a general it's resemblance. Like chin length yeah, forehead right so you just mm, it's give a neutral form. I, I agree I yeah well too uh -huh. and then a random hairstyle girl. was given from a 1984 magazine so i thought that was really interesting i learned a lot on this research i didn't yeah. know and then the medical examiner was explaining their process too like um they get this unidentifiable body, unidentifiable body, and they do a complete autopsy. So they look for evidence of diseases, surgeries, because that can help with identification. Mm -hmm. They do full x-ray scans. They look for broken bones or fractures or not abnormalities or age-related fractures, because part of this is aging the body. They look in the body's nasal passages, which can discern the ethnic background. I had no idea how much was going on at my nose. Interesting. Like, what is happening up there? I need pictures. So they could do a note, like a kind of an idea of how the nose would look based on the nose cavity. I guess so. Cavity. Well, no, this is um, if you have a nose to look up. You have to have the nose to. You be have there. to no. So have a nose looking to up the nose can tell you about, not about can create the nose. You have to have to nose to pick. Does the finger can, go up the nose, or does it not nose where to go? Can a nose be picked in the forest? If nose hears nothing. <laughs> This is why I'm happy. So they catalog clothing, they photograph the teeth. Wait, pick your wait, you can pick your friends or what? You can't pick your nose, but you can pick your friends. Don't pick my nose, Sarah. Never mind. There's a saying, but I don't know what it is. Oh, reminded me of when I was in San Francisco and I was with my sister and the shop girl. We were vintage clothes shopping as we did. And the shop girl was like, I love you both. And we're like, thank you. Mm -hmm. And then I said, we're sisters. And then she said, oh, sisters by chance, friends by choice. Yeah, it's something I'm like, like that. Who are you? You're like Probably. 20. What is that? No, you're picking. a prophet. But that was kind of what I, what picking, I was doing. By, you yeah, can't picking. pick your family, but you can pick your friends and your nose. And you can't pick your and family. Your but you can, never heard nose. Something like that. You I, can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends and your, you can pick your nose and your friends. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. So anyway, shopkeeper, you if you're have? listening okay. on Hate Ashbury, I, I hear you and I see you. 
so it's you know these databases are flawed like descriptions of missing people can vary you know like if you were if i was asked to describe a family member how accurate would i do would i know how tall they are would i know all their like identifying factors you know, it's tough. Mm -hmm. I've known several people now who told me that when they close their eyes, they can't picture people. Like, you know, when you like can close your eyes and like picture someone, you know, there are people that like can't do that. And that fades with time also, which is very sad. And it also fades when you're just um, like in the moment of a crime and you're stressed. Tell us more about your crimes. <laughs> So when like during a robbery or something, and then they're like, okay, please describe the suspect. Right. And everybody's description is so right. different. Right. Because you're registering it in images, like little right. flickers. You're not getting a, a full mm -hmm. and plus um, bystander reports are flawed. So mm -hmm. you're all emotional and not paying attention. Yeah. So I, I was like in my research, thinking how many unidentified bodies are there in Spokane and I googled it and I was surprised to learn oh okay yep. that there is a Spokane County unidentified bodies database that oh. you can look at great and for the podcast I looked at it hmm. and it was very upsetting to me so there are pictures? currently, as of today, there's not pictures. Those are, these are ones that found bodies. Found, found bodies that they so don't know who they are. Many, just by, so as of today, there. 22. I was thinking more. But a disturbing. Spokane only, though. Unidentified. I was still thinking more. A disturbing know. amount, though, were babies. No. I know. It was really specific. disturbing. When we went to the cemeteries and all the unmarked baby fact. graves. Yeah, just that fact. So this is people largely from what I looked at that nobody knew they were pregnant or having babies and just abandoning the babies in garbage dumpsters mm -hmm. or in bathrooms. Oh. It's so sad. Yeah. It's super sad. That so, seems on par with the, the the club fire that I always reference as I like just take her word for it. Yeah, know. don't look this database up. I did it. It's sad. You don't need to. It's sad. Drop the babies. Every time we station. say that, we mean it. Hospital. Yeah, you have the drop boxes. So now we know that the body um, was Ruth Bell Waymire. And so once they had the name, they could look into who Ruth was. So listen up if you're from around here or the state. She spent a lot of time in Wenatchee. Oh, that's where my mom's from. Listen up. Spokane Police Department says Ruth went to Rogers High School. That's Spokane. Okay. Her parents got divorced when she was young, and her mother and sister moved in with another family in Spokane. But as soon as they moved to there, here, their mother died, and then the two sisters went separate, mm -hmm. and they didn't stay in wow. contact with mm -hmm. each other. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. So Ruth spent her time between Wenatchee and Spokane. She was 24 years old at the time of her death and was married to a second husband. An autopsy real, real, revealed that she had had a 
child about a year or two before she died. So that child would now be like early 40s. But like, who is not reporting this? That's Mm -hmm. the horrifying. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Second husband, he killed her. Yeah. Well, (laughs) the killer has not been identified, but at the time of her death, her husband named Trampus, which is a very interesting name. Vaughn. Close to Krampus, which is the evil Christmas guy. Santa. You know, he they did look at him, but they couldn't find anything. Hmm. And it's nobody so knows anything about their child. So what happened to the child? What do you Why mean? Did you report? Wait, nobody sure knows who no knows what happened to the child, which means nobody knows where the, the child, child is, yeah. who the child is. So was the child killed as well? Like this is concerning. But why didn't Trampus report her missing? Is the question. Because he killed her and the child. Right. So he has not been ruled out as a suspect, but he is not. Good. But this is a very unsolved case. The thing is, it's he's like, dead. Ah, uh, I mean, <laughs> he died in 2017. I mean, her first husband proven guilty. However, lives in Spokane. He's working with investigators. So Spokane Police Department is really asking anybody who might know die? anything. How did he die? The husband? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had cancer or something. Mm-hmm. So if anybody knew Ruth, if anybody knew her husband or has any information about a, child. the child or possibly children, they really want you to contact them. Mm-hmm. And that's my case. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm, right. I mean, the forensic, like, academic look at this would say dismemberment is not your first kill. So, did, so is it the first husband unless he... Unless he's done it before. the second husband. Or did he, he kill others. kill the child beforehand and then killed her? Or at the same time, like I'm or at the thing. same. I mean, to me, there is no realm in which you're married to someone and they go dis and they disappear and you, and you have a child with them that you don't report. Where that. is the child? Right, because at the time of death, the child would have been a the preschooler. Only way that that would have made toddler sense. And why is there oh, no this record? is her picture? That was they found her. I think oh, that's her high school photo. Well, if the child wasn't in preschool so the child also wasn't being you know no one was right well that's what i'm saying like where the records, the child records of the kids in school nothing so like what is the household like like what and i don't want to judge people based on looks but if you look up the guy it's what's, a little, i will what's his name trampus trampus how'd you forget trampus vaughn what's that name, name? That's a baby and is like, you are Trampus. From this no, day forward, we, we, we will call you Tramp for short. Tramp. V-A-U-G-H. V-A. Okay. V. We'll break out the other one. V-A-U-G-H. <laughs> I love how you just pull like with one out. Is that on my holster? <laughs> yeah. Just like we need these little wine, like I know. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be judgy, but like, what are we looking at there? 
I'm okay. Rough around the At edges. the bare minimum, I'm saying that you look like someone that didn't report that your wife went missing and your he child. Lot, is that what year was that picture taken? Because he looks a lot older than Ruth's picture, but was that the same? No, they taken? found that was her high school. Picture. No, she was 16 years older, or he was 16 years older. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And he is a was a convict. But I tried to find what the sentence was because I don't want to judge people just on that. I like how you're doing innocent until proven guilty. Well, I mean, he was in prison. He was guilty of something. A lot of factors. But I mean, it could be different. It could be reporting her missing. I mean, to me, like no matter what, there's no good excuse for your wife goes missing for years and you choose not to report it. There's a difference no. between going to prison for murder and going to prison for yes. check fraud. And that's, that's all I'm different. Saying. No, yeah. I agree. And I think that the, I didn't find it. Okay. I you looked heard it. Going it the was table. murder. What are you doing? It's dripping all over the place. No, it's fine. It's, it's really stressing me out. It's making murder, a fine patina. Which means this was his second kill, and that's why he was able to. I tried to look it up. I couldn't find it. I really tried to use my internet sleuthing skills to see what the sentence was for, and I couldn't. I even used Google and not Bing. Ew. Why do you even mention Bing? Is sometimes, that on your computer? What is Bing? It just pops up sometimes and wants me to use it. And it's, like, it's from Windows. You? and you They're forcing it on you all the time. Hate Bing. Good. Good. Really There's no divorce me. record I see on for them. Um, mm, I'm, I'm, well, if you have info... Well, and now that he's dead, how can you, you can't question him or that makes it really difficult. What did we talk about last time? If you didn't listen to our lot, last podcast, I know Macy talked about dolphins. What did and I talk you about? You talked about the zoo. Oh, I've done two local stories in a row. Yes. I talked about the disturbing history of the Manitou Park Zoo. Mm. And disturbing meter. That's a weird face they came up with. Macy's. Sorry, you should hold it like for what they did. Ban away. Okay, Macy's topic. What do you think? I don't remember what my topic was now. Oh yeah, I did sleep. <laughs> what do you think? What's your rating? Are we rating like my, how disturbing it is to you? My topic as a whole. Okay. Um. There is no good or bad here. You do know this, right? I mean. Mm-hmm. I wasn't too disturbed by it. Sorry. No, that's okay. It's okay. I would say I was like, only because I'm going to say a five because this impacts so many people. Like a lot of topics we do, it's like, it's a very small percentage or like, like this can impact anybody. And I'm sure many people are working and doing sleep deprived things that endanger us, me literally on a daily basis. So that's why there was like, you know, things that we brought up specifically within your topic that were a little bit more disturbing, but you don't have to justify your answer. Okay. It's fine. You're fine. Just own your score, Sarah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say 10. Whoa. For reasons I will disclose after we stop recording. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's do mine. Okay. I wait. Oh, so do we need to I'll average go first. it? I'll go first. I'll go first. Um, nah. um that's the math, Sarah. Come on. Um, I couldn't do it. (laughs) Okay, so I'm putting this. uh, I'm gonna go nine. I'm gonna go a hard nine on that. 
because oh. of the one there's body parts still out there that disturbs me a lot i don't like that around here around yeah. here, around where we live um i don't like that it wasn't reported at all i find it really disturbing <laughs> that like maybe you don't fully know the people that you're with and like what they're capable mm. of doing mm. that bothers me yes okay yeah and for reasons i've disclosed recently mm. outside of recordings Gosh, I feel like if I downgrade it, then I'm a cold, calloused asshole. There's no judgment here. No right or wrong. I don't feel personally, like, impacted by it, which I know is cold and callous. Okay. But I just don't. Why are you making so, so much like, direct eye contact with Sarah? I know, you were Because she's, she's holding it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you told me to own my... You know, yeah, yeah I know. I, I'm, I'm good at tossing out the advice and not it's good at counselors. I feel, <laughs> I'm just not feeling disturbed today. Like, what? I don't know. Did you do another three? Okay, well, have you had enough sleep? Again, it's more of like, okay? it's more of like specific moments, like babies miss, like, you know, that's sad. Mm, yeah. And then, um, yeah, like body parts, like out there still, that kind of sucks, but. I don't murder. Let's, let's just own our own experiences. Let's own our own experience. It's okay. Like the husband's murdering. I'm not judging you. Don't judge yourself. And I'm going to try to take that in. It's just not like a. I'm going to breathe through it. It's not something like unusual to hear that. March, right? Yeah, that's a sad thing. That's <sighs> it's. Okay. Okay. You guys got to up your disturbance disturbance level no we don't i'm desensitized that's the I whole point is that there is no right or wrong all things can be disturbing in some way depending on how you look at it yeah because it could be like more disturbing for me one day and not for you guys if we had a projection team that would turn into like a cool animation and we would all like spin into a vortex but we don't but so we, the best yeah, yeah. What we know about most things is everybody's individual experiences are different and how yes. they perceive our topics can be more or less triggering. And we get that. So And yes, the podcast is called Deeply Disturbing Things, but sometimes it might be mildly or moderately disturbing. Things like dolphins. Actually, that was kind of gross. Until next time. Like kids, that scares you. Share your emergency contact information. Yeah, there's like things that will disturb some people way more. Because you have children, you know how to put them in line. I haven't figured that out yet. So, yeah. I already said mine. I wasn't listening at all. Share your emergency contact information. Until next time, report as soon as possible like maybe the power maybe the power of three would be good like Mm -hmm. did you try all their contact methods did you give them a reasonable amount of time to respond Mm -hmm. reasonable being a few hours maybe especially if you make it sound urgent Mm -hmm. across if you you call that person did you text them did you email them did you reach out to a friend and then if not report them fingernails are at can I just do a drive-by and like do like this in the window? Yeah, no, like <laughs> I see you in there. We're good. Go, go and look in. Is my car in the driveway? Is it not in the driveway? Like, call my dad. Is there blood? My dad knows everything. <laughs> Is there a trail? Yeah, you know, I have to do that. Contact information. Why? Very important. All right, let's wait.